0: the worst thing about the swamp was the mosquitoes. Not the monstrous mosquitoes that the old folk talked about. Giant creatures the size of eagles that roamed the swamp in long-ago times. Just the tiny pests that hovered around Ursuline's head as she stroked her paddle in the murky waters of Dredmire. The high-pitched whine of the mosquitoes behind her ear tormented her. Every time a drop of sweat tickled her neck, she'd slapped at her drawn-tight, graying hair imagining another unbearably itchy bite. For all the mosquito bites she had suffered in her decades wandering the great swamp, Ursuline wondered why she had never become immune to that dreadful, deep-seated itch that could drive one mad in the still hours of the night. Ordinarily, Ursuline didn't mind the masses of wildlife in the swamp. she had wandered the muck in search of treasures for so many years that the swamp was a second home to her. Snakes and fish— even the occasional luna moth. She knew which to avoid, and which would make a good dinner. But those cursed mosquitoes! As one buzzed right behind her ear, Ursuline wished the Great War could have taken the mosquitoes while it was going strong. It had taken the swamp a hundred years to recover from the cataclysm that ended the Great War. So why did the mosquitoes have to be the first to return? Ursuline's canoe scraped along unseen routes hidden beneath the murky water. The swamp was higher than usual today, with ominous currents that hinted at new waters flowing from some far away rainfall. The sun was low in the sky, and if she hoped to find the cave before dark, Ursuline had best hurry. She stopped paddling for a moment, pulling the parchment from its raw hide bag tied loosely around her wrinkled neck. She examined it carefully though she knew it almost by heart after all these years. She waved off yet another mosquito that buzzed too close to her ear before returning the parchment to its bag. Ursuline adjusted her course between the massive cypress trees, their colossal, rippled trunks rising out of the water, like pillars that could have held up the sky if only left alone to grow so tall, and branches so thick and gnarled they could block out the sun. Her paddle moved to the left and right with the practised ease of a woman long used to travelling by the strength of her own arms. Of late, the paddle seemed heavier, the canoe more obstinate, or the water thicker than it had been when she was a young girl accompanying her father into the swamp. Back then, Dreadmire was a place of death, filled with the rotted, diseased remnants of the life that had once flourished there nothing grew that was green and beautiful, just the half-decayed mushrooms and scavenger beasts that fed on the mass of death that had fallen a hundred years before. But in the decades since her father's passing, Ursuline had seen the greenery begin to return. Year after year, decade after decade, the spring shoots fought their way up through the layers of mold and muck to peek at the sunshine. Six years ago Ursuline actually saw a moon orchid blooming in the hollow of a cypress tree. She had been tempted to pluck it as a remembrance, but in the end she left it there to cast its seed and hopefully bring many more. Up ahead Ursuline saw the rise of dry ground and the mouth of the cave. She crowed with delight, raising her rawhide bag to her mouth and kissing it. She had spent untold years deciphering the parchment and there were still a few lines that no wise man throughout the arable republic had been able or willing to transcribe for her she anchored the canoe as her father had taught her many years ago and hoisted herself out of the canoe with some difficulty the decades of rambling in the woods and paddling through the swamp had taken their toll on her aching joints but she was still stronger than a wearigator well almost After a moment's pause, Ursuline drew the rawhide bag off her neck and laid it in the canoe. It had no further instructions for her, and she didn't want to lose it in the cave.